The following podcast is rated M. It contains coarse language. But is that really a concern when kids are listening to dickheads like Andrew Tate? Or maybe your auntie is getting onto that QAnon shit. So, a little bit of fuckity-fuck here and there. It's not going to kill anyone, is it? G'day and welcome to Historically Inaccurate. I'm Simon Kennedy. This podcast does predate Kunk on Earth for anyone who's who's going, oh, it's a bit of a rip-off. Okay, we were here first. And um, fair enough, like, hers is the teeps better. I know, it is, but whatever. Look, here we are. This episode, episode five, you're thinking it's been... Why was it a year between episode four and episode five? Well, I wouldn't tell you the truth anyway, so stop asking. This episode, we go to someone who is actually where history is being made at the moment, uh, in Ukraine. And, and this is the, a BBC reporter that we have on the ground. This is going to be great. We'll also talk to Hollywood, uh, British Hollywood superstar Jason Statham. Uh, not just about his movies, we're actually going to talk about the history of Olympic diving. And video games. They've been with us a while, but I'm going to talk to someone who is uh, at the cold face of the video game industry. It's going to be a great chat. It's going to be a great episode. So let's kick back and get historical. I have a dream. I'll be back. Yes, we can. The dingo ate your baby. I don't wear it to play. Historically inaccurate. This week in 1431, local news reported that Christian youth worker Joe Novaks was burnt at the stake. Well, I woke up to go get me a cold pop, and then I thought somebody was barbecuing. I said, oh Lord Jesus, it's a fire. And then the smoke got me, I got bronchitis. This week in 2019, Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg admitted before Congress the first time he ever touched a girl's boob through the shirt. Uh, I'm not, I'm not sure of the exact time, but it was probably um, around the time when it became public. I think it was around March of 2018. I, I could be wrong though. And in 1975, Australian Prime Minister Gough Whitlam and his entire Labor government were dismissed amongst rumors of Chinese interference. Gentlemen, this is democracy manifest. Get your hand off my penis! This is the bloke who got me on the penis before. What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? And that's the week in history. Ain't nobody got time for that! To battle for Olympic glory. History has been made. It's going to go for the 18-year-old from Spain! That's a young fella out there with not much on. He is not wearing any clothing. He's made it to the other side. And he's oh, fallen over. He's fallen over. And he said he was the greatest of all time. Backflip 360, yes, yeah! he makes it! Over centuries, people have engaged in watching sport. And every four years, the Olympics comes around, where we see sports we don't normally pay attention to. Or every other two years, it would be the Commonwealth Games for those who, who feel um, more empowered when we don't include the Chinese or the Americans or the Russians. Diving has been one of those sports that no one cares about until 
the games come round. And then we're all experts on it. How did it come to be? And what does it take to be a competitive diver? Well, we're lucky enough to have on Historically Inaccurate someone who was a competitive diver. Now we know him as a big Hollywood superstar, and that is Jason Statham. Jason, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, hello, Simon. It's uh, good to be here. Jason, you were a competitive diver for England. You were on the squad. Now, a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. Tell us about it. Yeah, 12 years. 12 years I was on the squad for the UK, for England. I was diving, diving in the Commonwealth Games. Did you ever make it to the Olympic Games? Commonwealth Games are better than the Olympic Games. Olympic Games are rubbish, so I didn't bother with that. You didn't bother with it? No, I didn't bother. Or you weren't selected? If I were you, I'd be very careful what I say, because Commonwealth Games are on a much higher level of competition Right. Okay. than the Olympic Games. Everyone knows that. How did you get into um, uh, competitive diving, Jason? Well, as I grew up in London, I was very hard. I was an hard bloke. Right? Got a lot of fights. And sometimes I'd push someone off a building. And they hit the ground. And I thought, I'd like to try that. But not with the ground, you know? Like maybe water. A bit of water. Fall in the water. Not on the concrete. Like they did. And I thought I might try it. And how did you do? Well, I represented England, didn't I? England. The Queen and everything. Quite an honour. I was diving for the Queen. Her Majesty. Did you win a lot? It's not about winning, is it? Are you sure about... It's about how many men you kill. Isn't it about points? If I were you, I'd be very careful what I said next. Okay. Because I might reach through this telephone um, and rip your throat out. So how long were you competing in the squad for England? Twelve years. That's a long time. What made you stop? Did you kind of age out of the sport? The English diving team a very strict policy on stabbing people. Right. You weren't allowed to do it. So I'm like, well, if I can't stab anyone, I don't want to be part of it anymore. You know what I'm saying? How does that, um, how does stabbing people, um, how is that useful in diving? Well, it's a very competitive environment, isn't it? And a man can't dive effectively if he's been stabbed. You know what I'm saying? Because then he'll go in the pool and there'll be blood everywhere. And they'll be like, oh, look, that guy's on his periods. You can't go in the, in the pool if you're on your period. Men men don't normally get periods, though, so I don't think people would think that. Yeah, well, you've obviously never competitively dove against Canadian men because mm. they're always on their periods. Yeah. How did the diving skills um, translate uh, when you went to Hollywood and started doing movies? Your first movie, I think, was uh, Guy Ritchie's Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I was well, I wore a trench coat and that. A lot. I was wearing a trench coat in that movie. And sometimes in diving, you get out of the pool and you've got to put on like a dressing gown, which is like a trench coat, just fluffier. Yeah, more comfortable. But that's a similar skill. And I, and I was really good at that. So I walk along with my head down, you know, kind of frowning with my hands in the pockets of my dressing gown or, or trench coat. And what about the Fast and Furious movies? Yeah. You've done some of those. Yeah, well. I mean, you know, sometimes there'll be an explosion in the movie and you, you jump away from the explosion into the water, right? Into the water so you don't get burnt. That's what you do if an explosion happens. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, you know, it's obvious, isn't it? So do you, you did your own stunts? No, fuck no. It's dangerous. 
If I did, those skills would have been useful. Have you ever been involved in other kinds of diving? Like scuba diving? No, scuba diving is not really diving, is it? It's just floating underwater. Mm. It's like being a spaceman, but not in space. Synchronized diving? Sometimes they do. Did you ever synchronize your diving? No, I don't like that. Because I was diving once and the other bloke was copying what I was doing. Yeah, isn't, isn't that the point? I don't like people stealing my moves, so I stabbed him. All right, a lot of people watch diving, Jason, and they see it on the Olympics or whatever, or the Commonwealth Games, which is, of course, um, superior, as you said before. Um, and everyone who doesn't know anything about diving, all of a sudden they know something about diving, right? What can you tell someone like me who knows nothing about diving that what I should look out for? Right, so you know when someone dives off the top, right? And then they go in the water, and there's a big splash. Yes, right? yes, that, that, yeah, we all go, oh, no, big splash. Yeah, yeah, well, there's a big splash, right? It's no good. You don't want a big splash. Yeah, I know that's what, what people like us, lay people, always go, oh, you don't want a splash. But there must be more to it than that. No, not really. No. Too much splashing, no score, you know? What makes a good diver? Yeah, well, obviously not a fat bloke. Um, he'd make a lot of splash because he's fat, you know? Well, what about, what's a good diver? Yeah, well, someone like me, right? Someone lean, with abs, shaved head, good fighting skills, good knife skills. Good to have a knife, knife to cut the water as you go down. Thank you for this, Jason. Um, we've learned a lot about diving. Before you go, would you like to give us a hint about what new movies are coming up for you? Yeah, well, I'm not going to do any more of those action movies, right? Because everyone is like, oh, that's all he does. Oh. I'm, a, I'm a good actor, right? I'm very good. What I'm going to do is a, a remake of Forrest Gump. That's what I'm going to do. And you're playing Forrest Gump? Yeah, of course I am. Wow. Because I'm a really good actor. Wow. I guess we'll just have to wait and see what that one's like when it comes. No, no, don't have to wait. I'll, I'll give you some now. I'll give you a little bit of Forrest Gump now, all right? Oh. My mum always said, life is like a box of chocolates. Some of those chocolates might be C4 explosive. Eat the wrong one and you're a dead man. Jason Statham, thank you so much. I'm not a smart man, Jenny, but I can fight. That's fantastic. Was that sarcasm? You'll find a scene like this in nearly every village, town, and city throughout the country. For in the hopes and dreams of everyone, there's a home they can call their own. It was natural that the scientists would turn to asbestos, for this is a remarkable mineral. This is Mrs. Adams. <coughs> well, Mrs. Adams, we've been admiring your new home. <coughs> Tell us, Mrs. Adams, what has been your experience with these asbestos cement sidewalls? <coughs> the people who use asbestos cement siding report with satisfaction. It keeps homes snug and tight against all kinds of weather. It gives real protection against the hazards of fire. And so we suggest you consider this material for the walls of your home. Asbestos, designed to last a lifetime. Lifetime calculated over a three-year period. You'd have to be living under a rock to not be aware of the conflict in Ukraine. 
Vladimir Putin's Russian forces have been hitting Ukraine with bombardments and attacks for over a year now. It's a conflict that some might say is steeped in historical tension, imperial hubris, and dictatorial madness. Someone who is on the ground of this historic conflict right now is BBC's Joshua Eaton-Brown. He comes to us live right now from Kiev, where hopefully he can give us a better understanding of how this conflict started and what it stems from. Joshua, hello. Yes, hello, Simon. Thank you for having me. Oh, oh my, it sounds like you're in the middle of it all now. It's a, it's a dangerous place to be, Simon, but someone has to report back on what's going on here. It's been a terrible, terrible year for the people of Ukraine. Are you in a safe place where you can talk to us, Joshua? Where I am right now is, is fine. I'm okay. Okay, can you give us an idea on uh, the, the historical basis of this conflict? between Vladimir Putin and Vladimir Zelensky and their two countries. Donetsk, Luhansk, Donbass, these are, are words that are often said on the news. Now, the, the relations between the two countries have been increasingly more hostile since the 2014 Ukrainian revolution, which was followed by Russia's annexation of Crimea from Ukraine. Uh-huh. Right. So does Vladimir Putin want Ukraine back under the, the wing of, of Mother Russia? Is that basically what it's about? It, it would seemingly be so, Simon. Uh, throughout 2021 and 2022, uh, Russian military buildup on the border of Ukraine escalated tensions between the two countries. And it does seem that Russia really wants to, to take Ukraine for its own. The Ukrainians have put up quite a fight, um, and I, I guess we can we must be able to hear that right now in the background. Uh, what other things have they have they they done to resist? Yes, Simon. Well, they've definitely uh, symbolically made some changes, uh, uh, pulling down the names of Russian figures and monuments that would would symbolise Russia and, and the Ukrainian uh, bond, which it seems now to have definitely fallen by the wayside. The, the, the people be behind you who are screaming, is that, is that Ukrainian that they're yelling out? Because it sounds kind of Middle Eastern. No, it's definitely, that's what Ukrainian people sound like when they're screaming because they're getting shot at by, by uh, uh, guns and, and their bombs. See, that's, that's them there. You can hear them. It's, it's happening around me. It's real. Is it? Because, you know, I just brought up, um, I brought up a Wikipedia page on Russia-Ukraine relations. And it does, it's, it's very, I mean, it's very similar to what you just said. It's, well, it's, a lot of it's the same, that's all. And those, um, those noises behind you, they're real, are they? Yeah, that's all, that's all very much real. I mean, a lot of danger here. I put my life at risk to be here talking really? to you. Okay, well, maybe you can um, help me uh, out on getting a, a wider understanding um, of the, the history of relations between Russia and Ukraine. Of course, yes, of course. 
Yeah, well, I mean, both Russia and Ukraine claim their heritage from Kiev and Rus. Uh, it's a, a polity that united most of the East Slavic and some Finnic tribes and adopted the Byzantine orthodoxy in the 9th to 11th centuries. Joshua. Yeah. That's exactly what it says uh, on the Wikipedia page, actually. Really? Oh, that, what a coincidence. Oh, look out. I, I, I'm coming under fire here. I might have to leave very soon because it's getting dangerous. Very dangerous here. Yeah, hello. Yeah, could I please get a double strength latte? Some sugar in that? No sugar, thank you very much. Joshua, was that, was that someone ordering coffee in the background? Ukrainian people need coffee as well. Simon, so, you know, that's, they're doing what they can here just to, to keep their morale up. Espresso for John. There you go. Are you in a Starbucks, Joshua? Is that where you, are you in a Starbucks? Caramel latte for Joshua. Oh, yeah, that's, that's mine. Thank you. No, no, I'm not. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah, may I, but it's in Ukraine. I'm in Ukraine. Everyone, they all sound, it sounds like you're in London to me. I'm going to have to go. It's getting very dangerous here. Joshua, this is not real, is it? Now, that's the problem for people of Ukraine, Simon. People like you saying it's not real. And they're dealing with very real things, very real guns. There's one. Bombs. It's for real. Joshua Eaton Brown, thank you. Thank you for your time. Joshua, your coffee. Mario, let's go! Yahoo! Mamma mia! Wahoo! Well, if you don't know that voice of that little character, you know this music, perhaps. It is, of course, the Mario Brothers music from the Nintendo games. I'm excited to have on Historically Inaccurate a man who was at the core of this franchise. His name is Mario LaRusso, a 75-year-old Italian plumber who bears a lot of similarities to a certain Mario in the video game. And he claims that he is actually the inspiration for Mario. Mario LaRusso, hi and welcome to Historically Inaccurate. Ciao, it's a me, Mario. <laughs> oh, yeah, I see what you did there. You're laughing at me? Why are you laughing at Mario? Oh, I thought you were doing the thing from the game. The Never mind. So, Mario, you you are a plumber. Is that correct? Yes, I'm a plumber. I've worked all around the world as a plumber, doing the plumbing, you know, the toilets and the, the faucets, the taps, all that sort of thing. Because in 1983, there was a character that, that popped up in the Donkey Kong Nintendo game, uh, Mario, little Italian plumber. This is you? Yeah, they take my name, they take my, my whole life, they take everything and they put it into into the game. Oh, so you're saying this was not with your blessing? No, I do not get any money from this. I don't get anything. This is just me and they copy me. It's me, Mario. <laughs> what? Yeah, sorry. Um. So, so what about, I mean, your name and you're a plumber and you're Italian. Um, I mean, I'm, I can't see you right now, but 
Do you look like the character? Yeah, I look like the character. I got the the, the hat, I got the, the mustache, and the, and the overalls. That's me, Mario. <laughs> oh, you got to stop doing that. Um, what about Donkey Kong? I mean, it's a game. It's obviously not your life, is it? Because um, you know, there's this giant monkey throwing wine barrels and stuff, and you're jumping over them. When you first saw it, what did you think? No, this is my life. I I, I had myself a pet monkey. I had the monkey. Okay. And the monkey would throw things, and this was this was my life, okay? And the people who made it, the Japanese people, they take my life, and, and they make it into the game. Donkey Kong. Yeah, but what's this? What's the donkey? It's not a donkey. It's a monkey. They do. I say, you should call it a Monkey Kong, because it's a monkey, not a donkey. But they're the Japanese people, okay? So they don't know what they're talking about, huh? How do you feel about the way the... The Mario character looks in in the um, in the game. No, it's insulting to me because they make the nose big. I don't have a big nose. I got the, the nice nose. Who's Luigi? You have to talk about a Luigi, huh? Oh, Luigi is my brother. I don't talk to Luigi. Oh, so he the you actually have a real life brother, Luigi? Yeah, but I don't talk to him. We don't talk anymore. Oh, that's sad. Why? Why is that? Because Luigi, my my brother, he starts banging at my wife. You know. Oh. Behind my back. Oh, that's. Oh God, really? They're together oh. now, right? They like they get together. Leave me, Mario, on my own. Mamma mia! I miss a princess. I miss her. Princess. Her name's Princess. That's what I call her. I call her the princess. Princess Plum, I call her. Princess Plum. Because she had the bad cheeks like the plums, you know. Right. Not like a peach. Who's got a bad cheek like a peach, you stupid old? Sorry. So I feel this is a very sensitive issue. Um, have you ever played the video game, any of the Mario Brothers games? Yeah. I had a look at the ones. I don't like it. Why is that? Because it just reminds me of all the pain in my life. I had a terrible childhood. What happened? My brother, Luigi, always making me sad. I had the pet, the little tortoise, right? The little tortoise. And my brother, Luigi, come. He flipped them on his back. Flipped the tortoise on his back. Make the tortoise sad. Make the Mario sad. Mamma mia. What about the voice that you hear? This, this voice. Mario time. Here we go. What do you think of that? This is, an, this is the insulting. This is a racist. You don't make the fun of the voice for the comedy or for the fun. It's me, a Mario. You kind of make a fun of my voice. You do accent, right? You do the accent. It's a bit racist. You think so? Is it? Of course it's a racist. You kind of do the accent when you're not the Italian. Oh. Are you sure? Yeah. What are you, crazy? What, you're living in the 1980s. Would you do the accent? Would you do the voice? No. Way. No. I wouldn't. Because that's not... No. I wouldn't. What if he was a, like a Japanese character? Or a Chinese character? Would you do that accent? No, I prob no actually, I pro probably wouldn't. This whole thing that makes Mario sad. Okay, well, um, thank you for talking to me, Mario. Quick question, though. Do you drive like a little cart? Ah, oh, please, come on. Sorry, Mario. Look, Mar thank you, Mario. It's It's been super, Mario. Mamma mia. Well, 
there it is another episode episode five of historically inaccurate in the can done um people were saying when when's the next one coming out simon when is it and i just look i'm very i'm lazy i'm so lazy and i've i'm motivated to to do it more often and uh yeah they're coming they're coming the next one it's going to be amazing i'm just going to think of what, what it's going to be um, anyway, thank you. Please subscribe and tell your friends, spread the word, because I, I can tell you right now, if people start listening to it, I'll, I'll make it. I'll make more. I will. If no one does, whatever. That's how it works, you know. I'm Simon Kennedy. Thanks for tuning in. Is it even a tune-in? Is it a tune-in when it's a podcast? People don't tune in anymore. They just, I'm not even sure what happens. Well, that was sure fun. I had a great time. <laughs>